Hi y'all, this is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. Hi, y'all. Carrie D here. Next week is a new year. Can you believe that? 2023 is here already. It's also the time of the year for reevaluations and reorganizing. Now, last year at this time, I did an episode called Resolutions, Reflections, and Reassessments, A New Year and a New Semester. Now, in episode 101, I talked about the importance of reevaluating your homeschooling before the second half of the school year begins. In that episode, I give practical tips and suggestions on how to reset your goals and realign your priorities. After you listen to this week's episode, go listen or re-listen to episode 101, Resolutions, Reflections, and Reassessments, A New Year and a New Semester. I know you're going to find it helpful and encouraging. Now, as you begin to take down your Christmas decorations and try to put your house back into order after the holidays, it's a perfect time to reorganize your learning space. Or in our family's case, our learning spaces, plural, because we did school all over the house and in our yard. Now, let me reassure you that you do not have to have a fancy school room or an extra room in your house just for your school time. If you have a home with extra space, what a blessing. If you don't, it's okay. You don't need to have a formal classroom in your home. Now, in this episode, I want to share with you ways you can create learning spaces throughout your home and different ways you can organize your school stuff. A new year deserves a fresh new homeschool space. Now, I just couldn't fit it all in in one episode. So this week is part one of simplifying your learning space. And then next week, I'm going to finish it up in episode part two. Make sure you listen to both because one is a continuation of the other. Now, the trick to simplifying your learning space is to use the space and the things you already have. Closets, baskets, and shelves. And the trick is to reorganize them in a way that's more functional for you and your family. So first, survey your house and find one closet, just one guys, that you can designate to be your homeschool or your learning closet. This week, before your formal lessons begin, try to carve out a whole day that you can empty out that closet and reorganize it. Now go through the items in that closet with three bags. One bag is for things that you want to keep or you need to keep, but you need to find a different space for. A second bag is for things that you're just going to throw away. And the third bag is for the things that you're going to give away. Hold on to the bag of items that you will keep, but you need to find a new place for in your home. We're going to get back to that bag. After you reorganize your shelves, 
you're going to have room for some of these other items, either in your kitchen or in your child's room. Then go ahead and throw away that trash bag now. Okay, put your giveaway bag in your car and promise yourself you will not drive around for three weeks with that bag of donations in the bag of your car. Sometime before January 2nd, promise yourself you're going to drop it off at a local Goodwill shop or a donation center. Okay, so now your new homeschooling closet is empty. So decide which homeschooling items you're going to put in it. Now, at the end of each year, I created a binder of samples and photos and awards, you know, stuff like that, that my kids did that year. In this binder, I also kept the legal documents that my state required. Now, I took those binders and I kept them on the top shelf of my homeschooling closet. I kept them just in case I would need them later on down the road. Now, I also kept curriculum in this homeschool closet that we weren't using on a daily basis. Our homeschool closet also housed our extra school supplies, like all the reams of printer paper and all the boxes of printer ink, boxes of pencils and pens, office supplies like envelopes, boxes of sheet protectors, large poster boards, you know, stuff like that, okay? I also kept our bulky science supplies in our homeschool closet that we weren't using every day or week. So stuff like our microscope, our rock tumbler, our telescope, our camera tripod. You probably do different science stuff than we did, depending on what your kids like and do. So you're probably going to have different sciencey stuff in your homeschool closet. Now leave space in your closet. So as you work on reorganizing the rest of your learning spaces, you have some room to house just a few more things in that closet if or when you need to. All right. Next. Go around your house and collect all of the large and small baskets that you own. Don't go out and buy any new ones just yet until you determine you need a few more. Use baskets to keep school things easily accessible, but neat and tidy. And they also look great on shelves. It's amazing what you can throw in a basket while the basket is functional and yet pleasing to the eye too. I know a lot of moms like to use the rolling carts with the shelves. And if that works for you and it isn't too bulky, then go for it. Keep using them. But we didn't use them because one, I just didn't have the space to store them when we finished our formal lessons each day. And second, they just took up too much space in our little, you know, office space that we did have. And they didn't fit in my homeschool closet. And I actually, I hated looking at them in our family room on the weekends. That rolling cart seemed to call my name all weekend long. I prefer to hide things in plain sight. So I used baskets. Okay, so we're going to reorganize but you're going to need some baskets. So here's some baskets for the following things. Have a basket for your personal quiet time stuff. So that's going to be your Bible, a devotional you might be reading, your prayer journal, or maybe a book you're reading for pleasure. Okay. Then you're going to need a basket for your teacher guides and your homeschool planner. Then get a basket for each child's daily and weekly work. All right. Then make sure you have a basket for your seasonal read aloud books. Then have a basket for your unit study read aloud books and supplies. Make sure you have a morning time basket along with a looping or rotation basket. 
Have a basket for your daily school supplies. Get a basket and put all your portable music instruments into it. Have a basket. We called it our lunchtime books or games basket. And then have a basket for your read aloud handiwork. All right, so don't worry. I'm going to start explaining each one. So first, next to my favorite chair, I have a small basket for my personal quiet time stuff. In it, I have my Bible, a devotional that I might be using or a Bible study that I might be doing, my prayer journal for notes, my highlighters, my favorite pens, and a book that I might be reading for encouragement. Right now, I'm reading the new book, Mothering by the Book, The Power of Reading Aloud to Overcome Fear and Recapture Joy by Jennifer Pepito. Now, this basket is where I like to sit, so it reminds me to start every day with the Lord before I even open up my computer. And everything I need is right there in the basket. Now, for the school baskets. Each child had his or her own school basket. And in each basket, I had their to-do lesson notebook, which just listed what they needed to do each day or each week. And it, it also had all of the notebooks or workbooks that they needed for their daily or their weekly independent work. And it also had a folder in it, which was full of any worksheets or projects or copy work that I wanted them to do specifically that week. This way, everything Joe needed and everything Francesca needed for our time together and for their independent work could be found in one place. Every day, I could check their basket to see what they did that day. And when I planned next week's lessons, I could easily replace last week's work with the next week's work. Now, I put these baskets on shelves that they could easily reach. They pulled their school baskets off the shelf each morning. And when they were done that day, they put the baskets back on the shelf. Now, not only did the kids have their own baskets, but I had my own basket too. This is where I kept my homeschool planner, my answer key books, any teacher guides that I might have been using that particular year, my favorite pens and highlighters, supplies or hands-on things that I was going to need to use with one of the kids when teaching them one-on-one -on -one that week. And I put this basket next to my computer and my to-do list. Then put all of your daily and weekly school supplies in one basket. You can use a drawer or two for this, but I just find it saves time to have all of these school supplies in one basket that you can literally take with you anywhere you're doing your schoolwork. Now, oftentimes we were learning at the dining room table, so the supply basket was placed in the center of the kitchen table so we could all reach it. Some days we did school on the kitchen counter, or some days we did school in the front room on the coffee table or the floor. Our supply basket just came with us wherever we went. This way, whenever a new pen was needed or a pencil sharpener was needed or a Sharpie or we needed index cards or glue was needed, they could just reach into the supply basket and get what they need. Now, I put everything but the kitchen sink in this basket. Let's see, there was glue, tape, Sharpies, crayons, mechanical pencils, old-fashioned pencils, uh, scissors, black and red pens, colored pencils, rulers, protractors, calculators, post-its, highlighters, index cards, you name it, it was in that basket. Now, I bought these school supplies in bulk or at the dollar store so I could get them cheaper, but I put just enough in the supply basket for us to use, and then I stored all the extra supplies in my homeschool closet. 
and then every Friday I would replenish the school supply basket as needed. It was a pretty basket too, so I kept it on the top of our desk in our little office area, so whenever we needed something, whether we were doing school or not, everyone could find it and reach it. The trick was making sure people put the scissors, tape, and pens back into the supply basket when they were finished using them. Now, I also had a basket for seasonal read-aloud books. Each month or season, I would pull all my personal seasonal picture books off the shelves and pick up a ton more seasonal picture books from the library, and I would put them all in one place. This way, when we had extra time, or I was reading aloud to the younger one, or it was nap time or bedtime, the kids could easily pull a few books from that basket that they wanted me to read to them. And I kept it on the floor in our front room next to our sofa, where we spent most of our time reading aloud. It was a very large basket, so it hung out on the floor in that room. Now, under our coffee table... I kept a basket of read-aloud handiwork to keep hands busy while I read aloud chapter books to the kids. Now, over the years, the items changed, but some of our favorite items in this handiwork basket were things like drawing pads, coloring books, Rubik's cubes, small Lego sets, friendship bracelet material, yarn for finger knitting, Play-Doh, puzzles, you know, anything that was quiet that could help keep fidgety hands busy while I read. And when I started to read aloud, they could pull out anything from the basket. Also consider having a unit study basket. Now in science, we usually got excited about something, and then we would spend all of our time learning about that particular thing. I just found it easier to keep the picture books, the games, the hands-on materials, stuff like that, all in one place that had to do with whatever science topic we were really into. For example, when we were learning about astronomy, Our unit study basket had books about planets and stars in it, uh, spacecraft models to build, constellation maps, puzzles with planets or outer space stuff on it, inexpensive kits that I found for space experiments, astronomy games, and, you know, stuff like that. This basket was usually in our little office space on the floor where everyone could see it. I found if the books and items were out of sight, they were out of mind. So I often pull things from this box to strew about the house, too. Now, if you haven't listened to my two episodes on strewing, episode number 69 and 70, make sure you listen to them. If you don't have space or room for all of your learning games, books, and activities, you can store most of them and strew the rest. Now, of course, I have my morning time basket. In it, I place the things that I wanted to do every day as a family. So in my morning time basket was a Bible or a devotional we were using for family prayer time, the read aloud book we were reading from, our writing journals and a writing prompt book, and a math game or a math picture book. And I kept this basket on the shelf with my looping or rotating basket. Now, what I do is I took all the things that were in my when we have time to get to it pile, and I placed all those items in my looping basket. And then each morning, I would pick two or three things from my looping basket and put them into my morning time basket. So during morning time, I would, I would read and we would do all the things in my morning time basket for the day. Then at the end of the day, I put those two or three items back into my looping basket and then would pick two or three new things from my looping basket. I exchanged the items so I have something different in the morning time basket each day. 
It's a whole system that works wonders. Using this method, we were finally able to fit into our days art studies, composer studies, poetry, Shakespeare, those history projects I wanted to do, science experiments, nature studies, and so much more. So make sure you listen to episode 130, Simple Homeschool Solutions, Let's Get Loopy. In that episode, I explain my two-basket method in detail. It will change your homeschooling life forever. Now, I also found it very helpful to have a small basket next to our dining room table. As we ate our lunch, I could easily reach it and pull it over. Lunch and car rides were my favorite time to have great conversations about books we were reading, topics we were learning, and current events that we were seeing. But sometimes our lunches turned into marathon game time. I find while we were eating lunch or shortly thereafter, it was a perfect time to play games. I use games as our main form of teaching. If I had to choose between spending my budgeted money on a new curriculum or a new game, I always went for the game. Now make sure you listen to episode 102 called Game Schooling. I give tons of reasons to game school and then how to get started. In my lunchtime basket that was next to our dining room table, I put one or two games that I wanted to make sure we played a lot that month. I usually had a few Mad Libs in there, a favorite math card game, and of course some fun games that we were just addicted to. So like for instance, one month the contents of my lunch basket might be Professor Noggin's Medieval History Game, our Go Fish Renaissance card game, Yahtzee, Dragonwood for fun, and a big book of Mad Libs. And then during lunch or after dinner, we could easily pull something out of our lunch basket to play. Then finally, we had a large basket full of portable music instruments. Stuff like bells, tin whistles, ukuleles, wooden sticks, xylophones, maracas. You get the picture. This basket also had music books in it for songs that the kids could learn to play on the piano, violin, and guitar. Now I put this basket on the floor by the keyboard, which happened to have been in my son's room. I'm sure you have other things that you would put into different baskets. Make it your own. The trick is to put stuff in baskets that you need to use daily or weekly and things you want your kids to use daily or weekly. Now, I used a rotating plastic bin system for things like dress-up clothes, piles and piles of Lego pieces, building blocks of magnetic toys, trains and dollhouse toys, things like that. They were kept in my homeschool closet, well, except for the Lego box, which was always in my son's room. Make sure you listen to episode 103, Tot School, even if you're not homeschooling with a toddler, because I give lots of ideas on how to organize toys and supplies that you don't use every day or every month. Okay, you're probably thinking, Carrie, you missed art and nature study stuff. Well, I didn't. I actually used my bookshelves and little nooks and crannies around the home for these two. Once you have your homeschool closet ready and you have organized your learning stuff into baskets, it's time to tackle the bookshelves and the other learning spaces in and around your home. So make sure you come back next week for part two of Simplifying Your Learning Spaces. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe, and take a sip of coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. 
If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, this is a perfect book to read. And don't forget, you can find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. Now, if you heard something you liked or something new, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week, or with a mom friend who needs help reorganizing and reprioritizing. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast, and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. This helps other homeschooling moms find us. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing my podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, my podcast and book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time for part two of Simplifying Your Learning Spaces.